You are listening to the sermon stream of the Mulvane Church of Christ in Mulvane, Kansas. Subscribe in your favorite podcatching app or find and listen to any sermon online at mulvanechurch.com slash sermons. Tonight there's a verse that has been very much on my mind uh, for the last, well, election season. I should really stop paying attention to these things. <laughs> but uh, it comes up and percolates up to the top of my mind on a semi-regular basis. It's in Acts 23. And we'll go from there to a verse that is in Hosea. A verse that obviously I knew was there because I've taught Hosea multiple times and I completely forgot about uh, because I'm just not near as familiar with Hosea as I am with the book of Acts. (laughs) Maybe that's uh, something I should rectify with my uh, reading program better. But they are related in the way that uh, they both deal with the leaders of God's people, which are the priests. So in Acts chapter 23, the Apostle Paul is before the council of the Jews. And so it's uh, the last verse uh, of chapter 22 uh, tells us that as the governor was investigating, uh, he had uh, the Jews come, and it mentions uh, that there were uh, chief priests, and the council, so the Sanhedrin. So the chief priests and Sanhedrin were called together before the governor, and Paul sat down uh, uh, amongst them so that they could question him, and the governor could find out what charges he should have and level against the apostle Paul and what crimes he'd done. And so chapter 23, verse 1, and looking intently at the council, Paul said, Brothers, I lived my life before God in all good conscience up to this day. Well, they didn't like that because he used to be with them, and he had gone over to the Christians. These are the people who'd given Paul some years before the letters to go uh, to foreign cities and bring the Christians back, and he was sort of their persecutor in chief. Um, I think I believe today we call that a special council. <laughs> Sorry, uh, he was the persecutor in chief of the Jews, but he'd switch sides, and they didn't uh, like uh, that. Uh, to be said that he did it in good conscience. And so it says, verse 2, And the the high priest, uh, Ananias, commanded those who stood by him to strike him on the mouth. So hit the prisoner. Um, I've watched a lot of CSI. I guess in CSI Jerusalem they have these investigation investigation techniques that the the modern people don't have. But uh, they said, smack that fellow. And so Paul said to him, God is going to strike you, you whitewashed wall. Are you sitting to judge me according to the law? Yet contrary to the law, you order me to be struck? And those who stood nearby said, would you revile God's high priest? And Paul says, I didn't know he was the high priest. Imagine, and we ran into this with the trials of Jesus. Now we run into the trials of Paul. The high priest of the Jews is almost like a crime family. They've had multiple members of their family, and you have to choose from this family, the only one the Jews will accept, who've been the priest, uh, the high priest, and the Romans keep deposing them. And so we had Annas and Caiaphas who were kind of both high priests at the same time. This is a different uh, uh, person. Uh, Now we've for several, you know, for a couple of decades after the trial of Jesus, and now it's this Ananias. And Paul, he knew these people, 
I'm sure he knew this man personally, but evidently Paul did not know that in his absence from Jerusalem, he was the one now who'd been elevated to the high office, and he now held the high office. And so I think Paul knew this man, but didn't know that he was in that office. And so Paul says, after hearing that he's just, he's just called the high priest a whitewashed wall who's going to be judged by God, which I think we all have to say that's a true statement. And history bears out that, that word of Paul as if it were prophecy itself, that everything Paul said there was true, but he still shouldn't have said it. And so Paul says, I did not know, brothers, that he was the high priest. For it's written, you shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. And so what if the high priest is basically the head of a crime family? What if he is, what if he and his people have turned the temple of God from a house of prayer into a den of thieves and robbers? Well, he still do the respect of his office. And so I think about that. This statement that you would not speak evil of a ruler of your people. And as I said, as I began, I made the mistake recently of looking on social media. How many things are said in person or in print, especially if it's anonymous, that is basically just evil against the rulers of the people? Now, it might be true. But still, Paul recognizes a certain propriety that must be recognized and a certain restraint out of respect for the office. And it wasn't because God was under any illusion that these were good people. This is where Hosea comes in. Hosea 4. Now, Hosea 4, 6, we know the famous statement, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Well, that is not the indictment on the people. That's one of the facts of the indictment of the priest who should have been teaching them. So this is a statement about the priest, same type of mentality in a different generation of what Paul was dealing with. So Hosea 4, hear the word of the Lord, O children of Israel. For the Lord has a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. There is no faithfulness or steadfast love, no knowledge of God in the land. There is swearing, lying, murder, stealing, and committing adultery. They break all the bonds, and bloodshed follows bloodshed. Therefore the land mourns, and all who dwell in it languish. And also the beasts of the field, and the birds of the heaven, and even the fish of the sea are taken away. You would think that Hosea had been watching the local news. So it says, though, let yet, verse 4, yet let no one contend, let none accuse, For with you is my contention, O priest. So God says, I'll handle the indictment here. I'm talking to my priest. The rest of y'all can stand down. Of the priest, he says, you shall stumble by day, and the prophet will stumble with you by night. I will destroy your mother. Your people, or excuse me, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you rejected knowledge. So that my people are rejected for knowledge, we often just lift that little piece. Again, that's not... That's a statement of the indictment of the priest because the priests haven't taught what they should. So I reject you as being priest for me. Since you've forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. And if you think about in the law, all the blessings that go to you and your posterity, you and your children after you, if you're faithful, forgetting the children of the priest is one of the scariest judgments that God pronounces. 
And so, why do we have these problems in our land, in our time? Well, similar to uh, the problem of Paul's day and the problem of Hosea's day, uh, we don't have a knowledge of God. We don't have good instruction. What we have is people who, without instruction from God, they have, verse 2, swearing, lying, murder, stealing, adultery, breaking the bonds, bloodshed following bloodshed. So the land mourns. And what do you do? Well, verse 4, it's God's job to do the accusing. It's God's job to bring up the contention. Yet let no one contend, let no one accuse, for with you is my contention, O priest. And so let God handle these things. Governance of the nation and governance of the world, governance of the universe, that's, that's his responsibility. He's more than capable and competent to do it. And so it's not our job to accuse. It's not our job to speak evil of, even though it might be true. Like Paul said about that one fellow, he said, you're a whitewashed wall. God's going to judge you. Hey, you shouldn't talk about the priest that way. He says, you're right. I shouldn't talk about the priest that way. I didn't know he was a priest. But we know, and we, or at least we should know, of whom we speak, and we should have a restrained attitude about these things. We should have a restrained tongue and realize that God's in charge of both the indictment, the trial, and the punishment. And we don't help by trying to add to it. So let us be respectful of those in charge, and let us make sure that we know the knowledge of God, even when so many around us don't, and that we'll be able to teach at the appropriate time when that season comes. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ. Additional sermons and information available at mulvanechurch.com. Come see what a difference the Bible way makes.